welcome to the definitive guide to landing page testing with Facebook ads. This is an extremely vital skill that sadly, there's far too much misnomers about and lack of understanding. So as somebody that has literally tested thousands of web pages on hundreds of millions of dollars of spend, let me break down the three biggest skills that you're gonna need to know, plus two of the things that you're probably doing that might be the biggest harm to your overall success. And lastly, what to do when you get a win, what to do when you get it right, and how to know that you actually have something worth making a change. Because honestly, that's usually one of the biggest mistakes most people make. So we're gonna unpack all of that, buckle up. This is gonna be super, super fun. I really appreciate all the suggestions for more content. Comment below if you'd love to see me cover anything else. Now, before we get started, uh, just a little bit of something. I know that you could be literally anywhere on the internet right now and you've chosen to be here. I want you to know that I'm 100% gonna make that worth your while and we're gonna dive super deep into all of this. If you have any questions, do not be shy, please ask. If you love this and you value it, go ahead and smash the like, it means so much. Go to the bell on the subscribe, hit it, ring it, make sure you don't miss anything else because I'm putting content out every single day. And if you like this content and you want even more, go ahead to newsletter.facebookdisruptor.com and sign up for the free Shape of Disrupt to come to make sure you don't miss anything with me in your inbox every single week with new articles, interviews, blog posts, and everything else to help you be successful. More success, less stress. And ultimately, if you're ready to make the investment into your future, into the future of your business, check out the MBA program, mba.facebookads.com. Get started there. Now, let's dive into it. When we are doing landing page testing on Facebook, we need to understand what's the right way to do this. Now, there's a lot of thoughts and a lot of different strategies and a lot of moves that people make, but there is one absolute answer to this, which is great. Sometimes it's an opinion, sometimes it's a stone cold fact. If you are doing landing page testing, make sure you are doing it by routing what happens after the click. Now, the biggest mistake that I see most people make is they're trying to do landing page testing by running ads to one landing page and then ads that are identical to a different one. Now, this makes sense. You're like, well, which one has the best conversion rate? However, even if the ads are identical, there is no way that you can even begin to project that there is like data in either one. You're comparing apples to home runs. It doesn't even matter. The point is, in order to test the efficacy of a landing page, you need to make sure that everything that happens before you make that test is the same. Now you might say, well, I've got identical ads running in different ad sets or even the same ad set. There's no way that they're not gonna be driving similar people. And you know what? They're probably targeting the same people but one of those ads probably already has spend, which means that ad has already developed pretty heavily into developing its own lookalike audience. Or maybe they're both starting out from zero, in which case you might have to spend a lot of money or time until you even get a mature, projectable outcome from either one of those ads. And then only from that are you gonna be able to understand, well, which one has a better link to the landing page? 
Now, here's the problem. What if you're running anything crazy like a second ad? How does that ad impact the delivery of the ad that you're testing? And what landing page does that ad work well to? The point here is, if you're running different ads, different post IDs to different landing pages, there is no way that you're going to be able to compare the results of those two things against each other because they are wildly different data sets targeting different people with different sets of data on different random delivery fairly in the beginning because you have no way of controlling that these are going to the same people and understanding what happens afterwards. You just can't do that. Because remember, even if you're using a targeting audience, Facebook's showing ads to people based on the response of other people to that ad and to your page. If they're identical ads, what if one landing page has been running for a long time and the other one is brand new? Which one of those ads do you think is going to get a better CPM? The completely unknown element or the proven thing with lots of data? Because remember, what happens after the click has a tremendous impact on what you pay inside of Facebook and who the ad is shown to and how much spend is delivered. I've done something once where I was running uh, UGC content from Dara Denny. Love her YouTube channel though. Check it out. She made an ad for my women's clothing brand. She was like, hey, I'm this size. We realized her size wasn't on the sizing chart. We ran that ad for about five days. Once we realized that and then changed the sizing chart, the spend on that ad went up 10x in 45 minutes. And that ad dropped CPA by 4x. And the CPM got cut by 50% within 72 hours. Why? Because what happens after the click matters. The point here is, if you are testing different ads to different landing pages, even if the ads are identical, you have two things that you cannot compare to each other ever. So we have to understand what we really need to do is isolate the variable. If you're not isolating variables, you're not running a true scientific test. That's just a fact. So instead, what we need to do is have the same ad run to the same page and then reroute some of it to a second option. And from there, we can understand the conversion rate and all of that. Now, here's the problem when you're doing this that you avoid. Instead of having one ad or maybe five ads, maybe you duplicated all five ads that are really working in one audience and you're launching against another audience or the different landing page and all that stuff, you're getting rid of all that unknown, all of that wasted spend, all of that added CPM because you're depreciating your relationship with Facebook as a marketer, all of that liability to your business's bottom line just to get a very low quality data point. Instead, we're able to take every single ad that's currently running and run it to our control environment and then shift a little bit of it to someplace else and see if it does better over there. There are a lot of tools for this. The bougie versions like BWO are great. You can absolutely use like Google Optimize or Optimizely or anything else. The important thing is that we set up a structure that effectively looks like this. 
every one of our ads goes to the same landing page. That landing page is basically a room where everybody goes into that club. Now, historically, that club had basically one door. When you walked in, you went straight into this room. What we're saying now is that club is a holding area where there's two rooms people can go to. Now, most of them go to the control room, to the room where we know everyone's going to have a good time. But a couple of people we're going to send into another club and see how that works. If we instead set up two identical clubs with two lines built off of promoters that are out there using the same flyers, there's absolutely no way we're going to be able to compare the results of one to the other. So when you do it after the click, you have 100% confidence in the outcome of that test being predictive. Also, you're applying that test to every single ad that you're running. So you don't have to start ads over from zero just to see, do they get lucky enough for me to tank the future of my business by chasing out of context results? Instead, you can not have to force any change. The Facebook algorithm sees very little discrepancy because more or less all you did was change the landing page, which is way different than changing the ad and the data set and the people targeted and all the historic and all the machine learnings and all the learning phase and every penny that you spent to launch a new ad set to try to get even spend among other things and completely tank stuff. Like one of those objectively sounds dramatically simpler than the other, right? One of those sounds like a much more high risk, higher level of effort, much longer, much more expensive option with way lower confidence and the ability to take action from the outcome. Ultimately, a test is only as good as the actionability of the data. And if you are not splitting the traffic after the click, the data that you get lacks any actionability. It's not mildly valuable as a nice data point. No, no, no. It's completely useless because you're starting a completely new data set and journey inside of your account. And unless you're going to tank everything that you're doing inside of your account and throw all that money to the brand new experience, then you've wasted your time and your money ruining your relationship with Facebook or tremendously damaging it all to get a data point that isn't scalable, that you can't trust built on, did it get lucky in a few, a few days? That is a tremendously worse option. And I extraordinarily encourage you to never pursue that with your business ever again. Now, I, I hope this all makes sense. And if you have any questions about this stuff, please comment below. Remember the tools that we use for this is Google Optimize or Optimizely. If you've got money and you can really do a lot of things, VWO is probably the best option because you can do JavaScript training on that website to just change out specific elements as well. So you don't even have to code to, to separate landers. And to qualm any concerns, this does not force your ads to go back into learning. This will not get you banned. And as long as your websites are compliant and you've proven that it's a better option, your results are going to be sustainable in a safe and reliable way. That's what we want. Actionability that produces positive results. Now, if you like this stuff, please subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, hey, please go ahead and subscribe to that. Get the automatic download. You don't even have to listen to it. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at newsletter.facebookdisruptor.com. And hey, check out the Facebook Ads MBA program at mba.facebookdisruptor.com. 
Now, when we're doing landing page testing, we've already determined that yes, we're gonna do it after the click because the idea of investing heavily in a non-actionable data set that will ultimately hurt our relationship with Facebook that costs way more money and time and causes more harm than good is a bad idea, right? We're not running separate ads and separate ad sets to separate landing pages, even though those ads are identical and having any expectation that we're gonna have any actionable insight off of that test. That's trash. We've completely negated that. We're on the same page now. We're going to test after the click. Okay, what's the process? That's a great question. Let me tell you what I've done at a thousand clicks a month and five million unique clicks a month. Fun fact, the process is the exact same. Why? Because it's just application of the scientific method. If you're using the scientific method, you're gonna be successful. There's there's a reason why science has been able to move people forward. And uh, there's a reason why guessing isn't really great for you. Most people don't make it rich playing the lottery. But you can use science and better your quality of life pretty much overnight. That being said, what is the process? Okay. Step number one, we're going to get ourselves an after-the-click traffic routing piece of software or service. Again, Google Optimize, Optimizely, VWO. These are great industry standards. Some more expensive than others, some less uh, adaptable than others. That's fine. Find the right fit for you. Now, when you're doing this test, start with 5 or 10% of traffic. Do not go 50-50. What if you go 50-50 and it's a bad idea? How long are you willing to burn 50% of your money? Because you think you've got a good idea, but you were wrong. No, no. Instead, do 5 or 10%. And the point here is, now me personally, if I have a lot of users, or I can spend a lot of time to get to an answer, I'm going to start at 5%. If I have way less traffic, like maybe I'm getting 100 clicks a week, or I'm getting, you know, 100 a day or something like that. Or I need an answer much faster. In that case, I'll go 10. Now, from here, what we're really doing is we're looking at the bounce rate and the conversion rate of these sites. The bounce rate's tremendously important because, remember, if the bounce rate is high, Facebook is going to start charging a higher CPM to run your ads. And if the conversion rate is low, well... That's probably not good, right? Like we're trying to improve conversion rate. So if your bounce rate is more or less even and your conversion rate is better and it holds, then we can move to the next step. Now for me, I'll go five to 10 or I'll go 10 to 25. Basically I go 5%, 10%, 25 and 50. Those are the steps along the way. Sometimes I'll skip the 5% if I can't afford the time or I, uh, you know, don't have enough traffic and, and I, I need to understand information. There are reasons why you might skip that step. Now, if the results hold, meaning that basically that bounce rate and conversion rate maintains at that higher level of traffic, great. That means we can move on to the next step. Now, 
what I urge you to do is set a line in the stand for each step. Now, maybe that means you need a thousand clicks. And based on that, you're going to make a determination. Maybe it's a hundred purchases and you're going to make that determination. For me, when I was running 5 million uniques a month, I ran 24 hours. I had the luxury. The point is you need to establish a benchmark that you are measuring every decision against in a consistent way. Now, generally, I'll even build out a doc that basically says uh, at this thing, at a thousand users or like a thousand clicks, what did better? At a hundred sales, what did better? In 24 hours, what did better, et cetera? Those types of things. Now, what that ultimately will mean for us is that we now have a standard unit of measurement for the testing of our landing pages. What's also really important about this is it means that we're keeping ourselves honest on whether or not that landing page is better or worse. Now, maybe in the 5 10% in step one, it was like 25% better. And then you go from five to 10 or 10 to 25 and it drops to 3% better. Well, that might've happened because, hey, look, it just got really good traffic. Okay, that happens, right? At five, 10% of your overall thing, it just got the right people, it got lucky. Maybe it did 8% better and then you go to 10, 25% and it shoots to 20. You might've gotten just a little bit worse traffic, but that page is significantly better. Maybe it was 5% better, and then when you scale up the traffic, it goes to 3% worse. Again, that small percentage is not an indicator of future success. It's a nice barometer of whether or not you should move forward with the test. But you can't say, well, at 5%, this thing is crushing, so I'm going to do 100. That's incredibly irresponsible. So what we're doing here is we're now saying... If the ad holds, if that landing page, sorry, holds at 50% of traffic, now we're just gonna make a wholesale swap and start the test over. Now there's two things I really want you to be cognizant of here. Number one, that traffic is, that page is not just getting traffic from Facebook. You might say, well, my Facebook ads get a lot better on this new landing page. I'm going to chase that. But what if it tanks your search and email results? Is that okay? You might say, well, this new landing page gets a 15% higher conversion rate. Great. And you swap it all the way over. And everything kind of holds. What are you going to do now? Maybe it's time to address your testing roadmap and understand what are the next creative tests that you have ready to go? Can we prioritize the ones that are more closely aligned with this new look and feel of the landing page so we can lean into that user experience? That's probably a really important thing to do. The other thing here is I will never not be testing this. As soon as I go from 50 to 100%, I immediately start the next test. I pretty much go from 50 to 95% because it's now that, that test is now the control and I'm launching the next test. 
you should always be in a state of improvement or at least investing in the opportunity to improve. This is vital because honestly, sometimes the reason landing pages work is because of pattern interrupt. Sometimes the reason landing pages work is because of positioning, consumer psychology, trends in the marketplace. Sometimes it's just old and it's time to update things. Over time, your landing pages will probably get a little bit worse. But because Facebook's a machine learning algorithm where when you're running at broad, it's going to get a little bit better. You can kind of mitigate that decline. But if you can always work on making it better with a systemized process with multiple steps, where you are running all of your ads to each individual experience, because you're routing after the click, then you are regularly and in a dynamic fashion evolving with the marketplace that is a tremendously powerful place to be if you have any questions about this stuff please ask below dm me comment in the open if you like this please hit the like button go ahead and subscribe if you're listening to this on the podcast again send it up for automatic downloads you don't even have to listen to it it just means so much to be able to share this with other people so they can see more success and less stress if you like this information, you want more of it, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at newsletter.facebookdestructor.com. And if you really want to start leveling up your entire marketing capability set and what you could do so you can turn yourself from a Facebook marketer who kind of lacks confidence into a CMO or brand developer making eight and nine figure business decisions, check out the Facebook Ads MBA program at mba.facebookdestructor.com. It's perfect for you. Now, the last thing that we're going to cover because we've already established in our landing page testing that number one, we are never going to test in any fashion where we're not routing after the click because we're not investing heavily into getting lucky at small scale to tank our relationship with Facebook to ultimately invest a lot of time and money into something that we have no confidence in the outcome because that type of test that lacks any actionability is a complete waste of our time and does far more harm than good. And we've established the process of what percentage of traffic goes to that new environment? And ultimately, when are we going to try to level up from a 5% to a 50 to 100 or 95% of that traffic so that we can continually be testing and we can continually be improving, but we're not putting the future of our business at risk just to try to play the game? We have to cover probably the most important question here. What is a win? And then what? So what I want to really stress here is the magnitude of improvement that we are going to define as a win. If you get 3% better as a conversion rate off of your landing page, that's not a win. Maybe it's a little bit better right now. Maybe tomorrow the winds shift and your ads change a little bit and you launch an email campaign and it's a little bit worse. 3% ain't nothing. I will not make any change, even go from 5 to 10 or 10 to 25% and improve the delivery and give that new landing page more percentage of my overall traffic. I won't do that unless the improvement is a double-digit one. I need 10%. 
Why? Because if this wins, what am I gonna do next? I'm going to ultimately change every one of my landing pages, every one of my product pages. I'm going to implement this change globally because I've proven that's a better user experience and I want a uniform user experience for continuity across my entire brand. I don't want each product page to have a completely different look and feel and for people to basically look at me and say that I'm running a Mickey Mouse operation. No. So what's important here is we have to understand that a win comes with a demand for a high level of work. Now, high level doesn't mean high volume, doesn't mean workload. It means that it is a, an executive decision that needs to be made for an insight that needs to be applied universally as fast as possible. Now, the other side of this that we need to be mindful of is why is it 10% at least? Well, for three reasons. Number one, sorry, three reasons. Number one, what is the impact of that landing page change on every traffic source? Now, we might be measuring, oh, the conversion rate is better and our Facebook ad CPA went down. Great. What about the conversion rate from email? Is it worse? What about from search? Is it even the same? Do we, do we potentially lose SEO rankings because we're making this wholesale swap? I will tell you this. Almost always an improvement in one place generally comes at the expense of someplace else. Now, here's the thing. I'm willing to say that if I get a 12% conversion rate improvement on that landing page, I'm willing to eat the potential for loss of efficiency someplace else. Maybe 12% better there means that something else gets 2% worse and something else gets 1% better, and I net at like a 7.5% better. That's great. I'll take that. But if it's 3% better, I may make that wholesale change and I actually lose two or 3% revenue out of the deal because it was only better during that testing period with those ads from Facebook that got spent today. And I launched the right email campaign to get the right, like there's so much data that goes into the traffic to that site that we can't even begin to trust that will hold. Now, maybe it's 3% better at step one and 4% better at step two and 5% better at step three. Okay. What happens when I put it 100% is 5% change. Enough for me to really want to change my entire ecosystem. And if I did that test in a matter of two, three weeks, what happens when seasonality hits or I make any other changes in my business? Maybe that landing page did 3% better, but another landing page gets 8% worse. The point is, if you're not doing at least double digit better in your conversion rate, then there's not enough margin for you to be able to absorb the level of volatility that comes from the impacts on every other channel. 
Now, I'm not saying you got to go from 2% to 12%. No, 10% means 2% to 2.2. But it's a relative percentage. If I can go from 2% to 2.5%, that's a home run. That's, that's massive. Right? That's a 20, that's over 20%. Right? That is monumental. I'll take that all day. Right? A 25% lift in my conversion rate optimization. And my like, like, that's why would I not do that? That that's amazing. But I won't also skip from five to hundred. I'll go, oh, that's great. Five to ten. Maybe now it goes to 2.4. Great. 10 to 25. Now, now it goes from 2.4 to 2.38. Okay. And then now I'm at 50% and it nets at like 2.37, 2.39, and it holds. And my other thing is just converting it to two. And it stays that way. Well, now I have a winner. I've got an over 20% improvement. Well, nearly 20% at a 2.38. It's like nearly 2%. It's like that's a 2.38 is a what? 2.19% improvement, something like that? I'll take that all day. Because maybe it makes other channels worse. And maybe when I implement it across everything, the net impact is a 4% lift across my entire business. That is a great move. I will do that. Maybe it's a 12% improvement. Maybe it causes some harm and some good, and I lose 50% efficiency across everything of the lift, right? I got a 19% improvement. Maybe it nets out at a nine and a half. That's huge. There's no Facebook audience that's going to do that for you. Boss cap ain't going to do nothing close to that. No retargeting strategy is going to make that happen. But if you're running your ads at broad and you're using dynamic creatives to lower, reduce the CPMs and standardize the, the look and feel of that traffic while improving the volume and quality of that traffic, this test is going to be far easier to run. And the value of that information is far more actionable. And the implication of that improvement is bigger than anything you could do by running some 2018 hack that is still for some reason pop. Like if you're still running ABO and interest groups on Facebook, you could just run broad and implement this as a landing page improvement and make fundamental shifts in your business that nothing you could ever do running five-year-old strategies because somebody else on Twitter told you it was the right thing to do or somebody on YouTube that doesn't run the ads, that doesn't run businesses, that doesn't understand all this stuff and doesn't care about your bottom line said you should do because of some astronomical out-of-context ROAS number. Those people don't care about your business. They don't know what they're talking about. And ultimately, there's a reason that they're still running strategies that are years old. And it's not because they're good at their job. Because they're afraid of change and they don't do enough of the work themselves in a way that is meaningful enough to value getting better. That should be a giant red flag. So with that being said, this is how we do landing page testing. This is a vital skill for any Facebook marketer to understand, as well as any CMO and any business operator. This stuff can be done for extremely cheap, and you can track this performance on a Google Sheet. You don't need any fancy software. You just need to look at bounce rate. 
and conversion rate. And that's really the long and short of it. That's the same strategy I use on companies getting 100 clicks a week and 5 million uniques a month. And yeah, I've managed that much. So take this, move forward with it. If you have any questions, ask. If you'd like more information, write down what else you'd like me to cover. And if you want information like this all the time, go to newsletter.facebookdisruptor.com, sign up for the newsletter, read the stuff below, by the way. I take a lot of time and effort to make sure that there's great articles down in the descriptions of these videos. And um, if you're ready to make the investment in your future so that you can get 10, 20, 50, 100% better with what you're doing, so you can go from a place of lack of certainty and FOMO and heavy stress and, and, and honestly, lack of success, to a position of strength and scale, the Facebook Ads MBA program is probably what you're missing. And I would love to talk with you about what that would look like. So go to mba.facebookdisruptor.com, fill out an application, and yeah, I'd love to get you in the program so you and I can work together on making the future that you deserve the reality that you have. And with that, uh, YouTube thinks you might like a couple of these videos. Don't forget to smash subscribe, ring the bell so you don't miss anything. Like these videos if you do genuinely enjoy them and comment below us up, even if it's just like, hey, this is great fun. Thank you so much. Every bit of that engagement goes so, so far. If you made it to this part of the video and you didn't hit subscribe and you didn't hit like and you didn't comment, 